So welcome back to a brand new podcast episode of Family Seasons by Coach Tia and the special edition, The 12 Days of Podcast. In this particular podcast, which happens to be day 10, I want to pause the joy and the cheer that we've been sharing throughout these 12 days of podcast and talk about something that is very important, uh, a very sensitive subject, but nevertheless, a very necessary subject. I want to talk about depression, seasonal affective disorder, and basically just, you know, the major depression that so many of our children can not only experience throughout you know, the holiday season or what have you, but what I've seen some of our children just deal with throughout this COVID season. As a family life coach and someone that has studied children for many, many years, my heart is uh, most definitely uh, with uh, children. I love children. I love being in the presence of children, just knowing that, you know, children are well, that they're taken care of. That is where I am. That is knowing that they're physically well, that they are mentally doing okay. That is uh, truly my heart. I, I absolutely love children. I love to see children being well taken care of. I love to see children's needs being met. And so when I think about, you know, some of the children that I have the opportunity to work with, and especially throughout this uh, pandemic, I've seen the children go from being absolutely excited about life and just, you know, really, you know, happy about so many things that are going on in their lives to basically just, you know, dreading each day and dragging through each day. And, you know, and, and of course it gets worse because when many of them had to go back to school, uh, they were used to being in a, you know, in a, in a, um, a brick and mortar, but in this particular season, many of them were forced to do virtual uh, learning, and it was very challenging. Very, very challenging. I know I, with my own daughters, I, we've homeschooled for many years, but this so happened to be a year where we decided that we were going to uh, allow my oldest daughter to go back into uh, the, the school for her uh, to complete some of her high school years. However, because of the pandemic, we had to change and make some adjustments. And so I saw that the changes that happened mentally, uh, their emotions changed. And I was very concerned. And, and like I said, not only for my own children, but for so many of the children that I have a, the a liberty to work with and that are in my uh, life right now. And of course, I pray for them. As a mom, I'm praying for these children. As you know, a professional, I want to find ways of being able to help children deal with uh, the issues that they are, that they were basically just kind of thrown into their laps because uh, you know, not only were they cut off from, you know, being around friends and, you know, going places, uh, being a part of extracurricular activities. But, you know, as I said, so many of us, uh, the majority of us in here in America, well, actually across the world, but definitely here, you know, in America, in, in Texas, we had stay at home orders where, you know, for uh, weeks, months, we were uh, asked to stay home. And so that meant that we had very, very little, you know, um, opp you know, opportunities or we, we couldn't leave our homes. We had to stay home. I hate to say stuck at home, although at times it felt like we were stuck. But um, many of us were we, we had to be home. And as a result of that, I saw the joy that, you know, even I have a, a young niece that's, you know, four. She was four at the time when the pandemic started, when it first hit. And just to see her, you know 
being so used to going out and just doing fun things, if it's no more than going to the park, that changed. And so, as I say, these children really, so many of our children, unfortunately, were hit the hardest as they were, you know, just kind of thrust into a situation that none of us or many of us had not, had never been exposed to. But nevertheless, what I unfortunately began to see, and even as I talked to more and more parents, was the depression, was that darkness, that cloud that that just kind of sit over the head. Uh, you you can't you can't think straight. You know, it's just um, everything is just really cloudy. It's heavy. It's dark. I began to see that that thing just sit over, just kind of hover uh, over the heads and the minds of our children. And it, it was heartbreaking because not only were we trying to figure this thing out, but as I said, our children um, really, it, it was so different for them and so difficult. And of course, the children looked to the parents for answers, but you know, a lot of times we didn't have any. So, you know, we had to just kind of quickly come up with some things to do. We had to make learning fun. We had to make being at home fun. We came up with all sorts of creative ways of keeping one another entertained. You know, we ordered food. We did more cooking at home, just all, you know, types of things. But nevertheless, I still saw that, that, you know, there was depression there. I recognize that as you know, my years of studying psychology, you know, and mental health, I recognize that as being depression. And so when we look at that, I immediately went to, because I, I wanted to do more research and I am not a therapist, so I am not giving you, you know, therapeutic advice. I highly recommend that you reach out to your pediatrician. If you believe that your child is dealing with depression, I, um, I highly, as I said, I recommend that you would reach out to your pediatrician or reach out to this organization that I use just for a lot of my own personal research is the Child Mind Institute. And so I went to the Child Mind Institute because actually the Child Mind Institute has been very beneficial to me in my professional life as I'm able to just learn more and more about some of the issues that, that are happening with our children. And what they basically do is that they, they are committed and dedicated to helping children and families that are struggling with mental health and learning disorders. They have teams of psychologists and all sorts of mental health professionals that uh, reach out to these children and provide therapeutic services for them, just all sorts of things. And so, you know, uh, they have been a great resource for me, both personally and professionally. And so if you are looking for an organization that would be able to you know, possibly help you and your family, as you may think you have a child that's dealing with depression, I suggest that you reach out to childmind.org for resources and see if they can help you. There's a symptom checker on there. There are so many great resources. There's a directory, just uh, all sorts of things. And so um, I, I wanted to talk about that because as I said, you know, now that we're dealing with these 12 days of podcasts and we're in the midst of the holiday season, one of the things of, uh, about depression is that, I don't know if many of you have heard of it, but there's a thing called seasonal affective disorder which basically is depression that operates as the season changes. And during this recording, we are right, uh, we're leaving out of fall, going right into winter. And during these winter, these fall months, this fall season, uh, the days are shorter. And so it gets darker a lot faster. And so that tends to, according to research, just a change in timing and all of that, uh, you know, being home more, all of that can uh, kind of encourage the uh, seasonal affective disorder or SAD. 
And so when you're talking about SAD, I was reading an article on Child Mind Institute, and I highly suggest once again that you go and check it out. But uh, basically, as I said, when seasons change, so does the mood and the personality of some of the children. And so when that happens, it's, uh, it's, it's so challenging because, you know, as parents, so many of us, we want our children to be happy. We want our children to be doing okay. And unfortunately, they are battling with the heaviness and the darkness and the cloudiness and the unhappiness where their joy is gone and, and, and they're dealing with this and, and they don't know how to fix it. And so often, you know, we don't know what to do, but I highly suggest once again, that you reach out to your pediatrician or to some type of mental health professional so that they can help, you know, guide you in the right path to really get help for your child, even for yourself, you know, that you will get the proper help so that you can be able to help your children. But when we talk about sad, we talk about, you know, as, as I said, it's something that basically it changes, it is, it, is brought on by the change in seasons. And so we have to just be on the lookout of these things. Some of the symptoms of sad, as I was reading, it says some of the symptoms of this seasonal affective disorder is that uh, children usually, they feel sad, they're irritable, and there's really no reason. Uh, maybe they've lost interest in things that, that used to be really you know, fun to them. They have low energy levels. They, uh, they, maybe they sleep too much they, or they, they're sleeping too little. They can be very critical. And then once they turn into this very, very critical, you know, um, mindset, now you, you know, you're concerned about them with uh, self-harming because then a lot of times it can go right into self-harming behaviors like cutting or, you know, uh, just all sorts of unhealthy behaviors. But as I said, these are all symptoms of a seasonal affective disorder. Sometimes they just feel selfless. They feel worthless. And they'll tell you, you know, you ask, you know, well, well, you know, what do you want to do uh, today? Oh, nothing. And, you know, what do you want to do tomorrow? Oh, nothing. Well, what about, you know, what do you want to study or, oh, nothing. They, they have lost such an interest. And so these are signs that we as parents can just keep an eye out for. If we've, if we've noticed, you know, major changes in our children, if you've noticed, you know, these changes in your child, maybe it's Christmas time and I don't care what you, you know, how well you've decorated the house and how many Christmas outings you've had and, you know, how many presents are up under that tree. If that child still has no joy, if that child still seems to be very distant from the family you know when you all are doing your family activities maybe they want to be in their room or maybe they want to you know they just want to be alone I would you know I would say you know maybe it's time to talk to your medical professional to see if it's possible that your child is dealing with this seasonal affective disorder or you know or just simply depression but nevertheless you know it's treated normally through behavior changes you know often and we talk about behavior changes, basically, it's just, you know, engaging them in the opposite of what they're wanting to do. So, you know, if they're wanting to stay in a room all day, maybe one of the things that you could suggest or, or try to get them to do is to come out, even if it's for a few minutes a day. If you all are doing family night and the child prefers to be, you know, in the room, do all that you can to get the child out, even if it's for one game, you know, ask them, hey, you know, would you come out and play one game with us? Would you come and at least, you know, enjoy pizza with us? But whatever they're doing, you want to uh, do just the opposite. If you see that they're being very negative about themselves or they have no interest in anything, you know, try to find fun things that they can get involved in. Even, you know, though we're in the midst of a pandemic, still just finding ways or, or just, you know, I know with my own daughters, you know, I'll, 
if I can tell they've been home too much or they're, you know, and, and even though we're in, in this, um, COVID in this pandemic. And a lot of times, you know, we still don't just go out. We're still very limited in how much we're going out, but I still try and find ways for us to get out of the house. You know, if I'm, if I have to go to the store to pick up groceries, well, Hey, why don't you come in, you know, ride with me or, you know, just any little bitty thing, whatever the opposite of, of their actions right now, that's what uh, it's highly suggested that you do, because as I said, we want our children to be well. We want our children to be able to be functional. We want our children to be well-rounded individuals in, in, in our society. And so uh, we want to do all that we can to make sure that our children are, you know, are taking great care of themselves, that they are, you know, taking showers or baths, that they're keeping their, their, uh, their hair comb or, you know, they're just, uh, putting on clean clothes every day, that they're still, you know, doing daily hygiene as far as brushing their teeth, you know, all of those things. We have to keep an eye on that because it's so easy. Okay. Day one. Okay. You had on a certain outfit day two, the same outfit. That's when you suggest, okay, Hey, go take a shower, you know, or, or a bath or what have you, you know, and let's just, um, maybe let's have a movie night or maybe just come and sit for a while or something. But we want to encourage them to, you know, to take, to continue to take care of themselves also we try and, st and stick to routines you know children really prefer routines and we do know that you know of course we can have plans and they can all go awry at the drop of a dime but we want to try to stick to routines as pop as much as possible because then children kind of know what to expect and it helps them a lot you know uh, when there are too many changes sometimes especially a child that's already dealing with certain issues it can completely throw them off so trying our best to just get uh, to try to stick to routines and um and then I guess one final thing is to just set real, you know, realistic expectations to just know that, okay, overnight, it, it may not get better. You know, even after therapy, uh, or the first session or the second session, or it looks like it's not getting any better. Be persistent, keep praying, keep knowing that, you know, your child is, is going to get better. And I, I just constantly pray for our families. I know that you all are praying for me and my family as we, you know, we're joining together to making sure that our families are winning, that we are well, that we are okay. We are going to go through situations. We're going to deal with storms. We're going to deal with, you know, all types of trials and tribulations, but we want to make sure that we're staying united, that we're staying together as a family. You know, I can't wait to uh, talk to my, uh, to just talk to you all in the, in the uh, next podcast about a family meeting and creating a family plan, because it's so important to keep the families working together. When you keep that immediate family uh, busy, keeping one another involved, it also helps with, you know, different mood disorders. It helps them have something to look forward to. One of the things that I, I, I have planned is that we're going to, uh, we actually are able to rent out uh, a, a theater, an auditorium, and uh, it's up to 20 people. So even if it's, you know, a few people in your family and you're brave enough to go out in the midst of the pandemic and, you know, with your, your um, you know, with your face covering and all of that, uh, I'm, I'm going to actually do that for a couple of the, the kids that are in my life so that we can at least get out of the house, something that they can look forward to because the doom and gloom seems like it's just never going to end. But I want them to know that, okay, you know, we have an exciting opportunity, you know, we're going to do something fun. And even if it's just for this, you know, this day that we get out and, you know, for an hour and a half, we just kind of, you know, eat snacks and watch a fun movie in a different environment. 
that can help. You have to be so careful. I know that many of us are wanting to stay in and not leaving the house. Well, for me personally, that's very challenging. And I know you have to do what's best for you and your family. For me, that's a, a little bit more challenging. And so, you know, I'm going to, you know, we're going to go out and we're going to rent out this auditorium and just, you know, enjoy one another, you know, socially, you know, we're, we're socially distant and all of that. And we'll continue to practice, you know, our, you know, uh, washing our hands and, and sanitary and being sanitary and everything. But uh, I, I want to do something for these children so that they'll have something to look forward to during this this break. So I just hope that, um, that, you know, whatever you do, you find ways of being able to work together with your family. Maybe you want to get in the car and go for a ride and, you know, look at Christmas lights and then maybe stop and get ice cream or, you know, do something fun. Just whatever it is, just find ways of doing it together because we want to encourage our children. We want to, you know, even as they're going through therapy or even as they're, you know, sometimes they t they're taking medications or whatever it is that they're, that the doctor may prescribe for, you know, the, uh, the depression or the disorders that they may have. I just want to encourage you to know that, you know, it's, it's going to get better. Is it overnight changes? No, it, it won't happen overnight. These children have to learn how to live in a more positive way with, you know, with the things that happens in life. A lot of times our children, you know, and of course they're children, so they don't know how to handle the tough stuff, how to handle the disappointments. And I always talk to my own daughters, you know, hey, listen, in life, you're going to have trials and tribulations. You're going to have these things that happen. And so, you know, this is how we handle that. Instead of us, you know, going lock up in our room for a day and cry all day long. No, this is how we're going to handle this. We're going to keep on fighting. We'll shed tears if we need to, but we're going to keep on fighting. We're going to keep showing up for life. We're not going to quit life. We're not going to quit our purpose, but we're going to get through this. And that's what I pray right now for your families, that you all will just know that you're going to get through all of this. So, I hope and pray that these 12 days of podcast and this particular subject has been a blessing to your family. If this is something that you might be going through, once again, that information is Child Mind Institute, and you can find them at childmind.org. Or as I say, contact your pediatrician or some other mental health professional, maybe your school counselor. I know there are so many out there that can help you, but you don't have to go through this thing by yourself. I am praying for your families. I pray for your children. I just, I'm praying because, you know, we need one another. And as we join in with one another, being a blessing to each other, praying for one another and our children, it makes the world better because when our children show up, they show up in a more healthier and a happier way. So thank you so much for listening to this podcast. I pray that if it has been a blessing to you, you will share it, share it with someone. You have no idea sometimes what families are dealing with. Sometimes, especially the enemy wants us to think that we're all alone that we are the only family dealing with this. You're not. You will get through this. Your child is blessed. And I am praying that you will just have the strength that you will find the resources that you need to help you and your family win. Thank you so much for listening. I am praying for you and I love you guys for life. Thank you.